We're on chapter 18 already. Are we? I thought we were on chapter 19. No. That's next week. Is it's 18. Oh, 18. Yeah. 18. You're bad at counting. Yeah. So welcome. This is American Unicorns, and Hi. I'm Hillary. I'm Laura. And uh, we like to keep it weird. Yeah. That's super true. We don't even try. It just happens. No, it just happens. It just happens. Yeah. It's always happening. <laughs> We're always unicorning. We're always unicorning. So yeah. our animal for this week, we're just going to dive right in. Go in. Just, we're just jump gonna in. Jump. Jump right in. in. So. Um, jump in the line. <laughs> the um, This is our uh, international cryptid. So, but I think you'll be able to actually help me with the pronunciations of this one Uh-oh. because it's from France. Ooh. Um, Voila. So, this week we're going to be looking at the Beast of Jadon. <laughs> I fucking hate you. Give no. it to me. No. Give it to me. <laughs> Je veux donc. I'm cutting all this out. Pot of hot Is that where it is in So France? here's where here's where this is the secret to pronouncing French. Okay. Is you make your mouth look <laughs> like this. I don't want to make your mouth pronounce I don't care. Look like this. So, voila, the beast of Je vous donne. Je vous donne, oui. Oui. Look at it. I'm improving. Très bien. Um, is the historical name associated with the man-eating gray wolf dog, or wolf dog, <laughs> um, <laughs> which terrorized the former provenance of Je vous donne. Je vous donne. Um, which is... Modern day Hotelure. Yes. Hotelure. Um, in the. The what mountains? Margerie. Margerie. Mountain in south central France. Margerie. Margerie. See, the other trick to French words is you don't pronounce the last half of the word. I don't like French. No, it's very I prefer medieval Latin. So we're in South Central France between 1764 and 1767. Um, and descriptions of this beast vary. Um, but generally, he was said to look like a wolf. A dog. But be about as big as a calf. It had a large dog-like... Like a, di- a dire wolf. Yeah. Dogs. <laughs> a large dog-like head with small straight ears, a wide chest, and a large mouth, which exposed very large teeth. 
the better to eat you with, my dear. With some fromage. Mm. Fromage blanc. Oui. Um, Voila! The beast's fur was said to be red in color, but its back was streaked with black. So, there's lots of conflicting um, reports. The um, beast was said to be quadruple the size of a horse. What? Didn't you just say it was calf size, yeah. like a dire wolf? Yes, but this is a different account. Oh, everybody's got their own yes. French story. Yep. So these are some other accounts. Um, the what I said before is kind of like s- summary of all of the different things, hmm. like the few things people could like semi agree on. Um, other things that were reported was that he was a quadruple, quadruple the size of a horse. Um, and it reminded witnesses of a bear, hyena, wolf, and panther all in one. Jeez. A bear, hy, wolf, sir. Dog, monkey, <laughs> bear, French. Um, it was said to have had a long, a long wolf-like or pig-like snout lined with large teeth. A beak? A beak. Um, the ears were small and round, lying close to the head. The neck was described as long and strong. Um, the <laughs> he got going on. He's long the and strong. strong and found to get the friction out. <laughs> Keep going. I'm going to start drawing this. This is makes a lot. <laughs> Do we have to pay for that? Uh? I hope not. We're going to be sending royalties for years. We don't have any money. Um, the tail somewhat resembled the long tail of a panther, but was so thick and strong because <laughs> my anaconda don't want well, none. I don't want none. Um, that the beast used it as a weapon, knocking men and animals down. Oh, nice. Anyone who had been struck by the tail reported that it hit with considerable force. Yikes. That is anaconda wanted some. some. Um, Death bones, huh? <laughs> um, the feet of the beast were... Um, have were reported in just like every which way. Some said that he had cloven hooves, or some said that the each digit was tipped with a hoof. It's a animal of many hooves. Hoof tips. Um, others say that there were claws so heavy and thick and formidable that they just resembled hooves because they were so thick. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. <laughs> So what I'm getting is this beast is built. Yeah, this guy has been really focusing on neck and hoof day. (laughs) Never skip hoof day. Never skip hoof day. Friends don't let friends skip Skip hoof hoof day. day. Exactly. Love it. I love our super muscular cryptids. Just, I love it. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense to me. So, um... They, this kind of whole incident that happened in these three. You're going to make me do so much editing if you don't shut your cute little beak. Um, <laughs> you're not. Mo's right. So um, th- there was a series of attacks over <laughs> from 64 to 67. Which covered an area stretching 90 by 80 kilometers, which is 56 by 50 miles. Yeah. Um, the all attacks were said to have been committed by a beast or beast that had formidable teeth and immense tails. Um, 
according to the eyewitnesses. When victims were often killed by having their throats torn out. Oh my god! <laughs> ripped it out. Escalated quickly. Um. Um, the kingdom of France used a considerable amount of manpower and money to hunt the animal or animals, including the resources of several nobles, soldiers, civilians, and a number of royal huntsmen. Oh, yeah. The um, number of deaths um, differs from different sources. Um, in one study done in 1987, it was estimated that there had been 210 attacks, resulting in 113 deaths and 49 injuries. In 1987. Yes, they did. The, they studied how many had happened. Yeah. Um, 98 of the victims killed were partially eaten. However, other sources claimed it killed between 60 and 100 adults and children, as well as injuring more than 30. So all of these estimates are well over 100 people. What? Reign of terror. Bonjour. So so I'm going to paint a little picture for you. So in France in 1764, um, things weren't great. Um, the Seven Years' War had just ended a year earlier, and France had suffered How many... long did it last? <laughs> Nine years. <laughs> They're really bad at naming. <laughs> um, so France had suffered numerous defeats during the Seven Years' War at the hands of the British and the Prussians. Oops. Um, King Louis XV mm-hmm. had also lost the bulk of his country's overseas empire, including Canada. Oh, bitter. Um, the economic situation was horrible. The country was in complete disarray. Um, and despite all of the like horrible deaths, it kind of served as a perfect foe for the nation to like rally behind and try to um, like a cause that they could rally around getting yeah. the beast. Right. It gave them. <clears throat> A common enemy. Exactly. It was a a Kaluvian hooved dog beast. Bonjour. So in 1764, um, the beast of Gévaudan carried out its first attack um, on a young woman who was tending to her cattle um, in a forest near... Yeah, it's not easy. See, I'm not even trying these because she's La- just going to laugh at me. Langogan? <laughs> Langogan? Yes. Langogan. I don't know. Um, in the eastern part eastern part of Gévaudan, um, and he, she saw the beast coming at her. However, the bulls in the herd charged the beast, keeping it at bay. Um, the, the bulls then drove it off after it attacked a second time. Shortly afterwards, the first official victim of the beast was recorded. Um, it was seven, or sorry, fourteen-year-old Jane Boulet, who was killed near the village, um, near the town of Langogan, which is what we're calling that <laughs> one now, apparently. Ah. Um, over um, France, France. 
Over the later months of um, 1764, more attacks were reported throughout the region. Um, the populace was soon gripped with terror. Terror! Um, because the beast seemed to be preying on lone men, women, and children as they tended livestock in the forests around Jevoudan. Um and the reports were that the beast only seemed to target the victim's head or neck region. <laughs> Death kill. I mean, Death he, strike. I mean, you know, he was just a head guy. Yeah. He obviously, you know, in, that's what he's into. Yeah. Um, by late December of uh, 1764, rumors had been circulating that there might be not just a one, but a pair of beasts behind the killing um, because there was such a high number of attacks in such a short period of time. Um, and many had appeared to have been re- recorded and reported at like at the same time. Um some contemporary accounts suggest that the creature had been seen with another such animal, while other th- others thought the beast was with its young. Oh. Baby um, baby wolf dog. <laughs> as the head counts began to rise. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, the neck counts. Um, local officials and aristocrats took action. Um, they- wait a second. Wait a second. Hold up. What? Is this a wolf man? Might be. Carry on. <laughs> um, so local um, government officials and leaders um, began to kind of organize. At one point, the number of volunteers rose to 3,000 men. Whoa. Um, they... Organized the men among military models, left poison bait, and even had some soldiers dressed as peasant woman women in the hopes of attracting the beast. Oh my god, they were cross dressing. <laughs> yes, that's how. I mean, and you know what? They did. They they, they did. did they they were like whatever. You know, what? I don't care. They were let's, going after the beast. Let's go after this uh, wolf Kill man. The beast. All yeah. I just keep thinking is like. From Beauty and the Beast, I keep thinking about the movie Teen Wolf, and yeah. I don't know why. Did this did this wolf man play basketball? Perhaps. All right. Um. So the reward for killing the beast eventually equaled a year's salary for a working man. So like, pretty yeah. good. I mean, that's pretty good. So. In 1765, on January 12th of 1765, Jacques. Jacques Portefeuille. His name is Jacques. And seven, seven friends were with, sorry, were out in a field with a herd of cattle when the beast attacked. Uh oh. Working together, they managed to scare it off with their pikes. Oh, yeah. You know, I just have to say, I love a good use of a pike. Yeah. Like, I love a pike. Yeah. I'm a fan of pikes. I love a good piking. I mean, that's what it's about, right? The, I could. I want to like you. You should get a pike. <laughs> I should get a pike. I'm gonna leave right now and go buy a pike. I feel like you just like walk around. And you're like, I'm gonna go for a walk. I'm gonna take the dogs, and you take a pike yeah. with you. Guess what? Nobody's messing no. with you. Mm-mm. Oh my god! You we need to bring totally pikes pike. back. We're bringing pikes back. Eh, eh. Um. So they managed to scare it off with their pikes. Get some. 
Um, the encounter eventually um, came to the attention of Louis the Fifteenth, who awarded um, them three hundred livres. Yes, um, and another. 350 livres to be shared among his companions. Nice job, the king Jacques. also directed that Jacques be educated at the state's expense. Um, and then he decreed that the French state would help find and kill the beast. Kill the beast! Kill the beast! With a pike! Um, so, now, so now we're in 1765. The king's involved. Oh, shit. Um, so it's it's really interesting because, um, you know, I think that this whole thing really kind of started to cause some problems in the region because um, not just only throat ripping, um, but a lot of the men were um, kind of unable to protect themselves and their women. Pro- and Protect their yeah. ladies. So it was causing some issues. And while um, some individuals had some success, they also had sex, but some success (laughs) defending themselves, um, hunters had not been able to uh, find and kill the beast. Um, In February of 1765, a father and son team from Normandy announced that they would travel to Gévaudan to eliminate the beast. Um, Jean-Charles, the father, boasted that he had already killed 1,200 wolves. That asshole. Yeah, that guy sounds Um, like kind of a douche. And he assumed that the predator was a wolf. Um, But he said that... um, He said... He wrote that it's much bigger than a wolf um, in some of his early reports and that it had a snout somewhat like a calves and very long hair, which seemed to indicate a hyena. No one knew what was going on. Uh, Yeah, they're yeah. just eating cheese and having mm-hmm. a good time. They would just want to live their lives. Yes. Um, so other witnesses claimed that the beast had um, supernatural abilities. They said that it could walk on its hind feet and its hide could repel bullets. And it had fire in its eyes. That seems yes. like a dry, chronic dry eye. Um and it came back, it could, was able to come back from the dead. That's and convenient. it had happened more than once and had amazing leaping ability. I want somebody to say that about me. She had great leaping ability. Yeah. That you're just like, you're like, oh, <laughs> huge puddle. Um, Bye. So over the next four months, um, the father-son team hunted for Eurasian wolves, believing them to be the beast. However, the attacks continued. Um, they were replaced in June of 1765 by Francois Antony, um, the king's um, personal bearer. Francois? Bearer, B-E-A-R-E-R, the keeper of the bears. And, <laughs> yeah. That's an amazing job. And lieutenant of the hunt. Um, so on September 20th of 1765, Antony had killed his third large gray wolf. Um, this wolf measured, it was 31 inches tall, um, five foot, seven inches long. That's like my body long and weighed 130 pounds. But that's like a regular wolf. Yeah. So 
Um, the wolf was said to have been quite large for a wolf. <sighs> yeah. So, um, Antony officially stated, quote, we declare by the present report signed from our hand, we never saw a big wolf that could be compared to this one, which is why we estimate that this could be the fearsome beast that caused so much damage. Let's kill it. Um, the animal was also identified further as the culprit by some, they had survivors of attacks come in and they were able to recognize the scars on the animal's body that had been inflicted by the victims defending themselves. Question. Yeah. When you're bitten by a werewolf, don't you become a werewolf? Yeah. So don't you think that the quote unquote survivors were like, ha ha ha. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, they're like, um, yeah, that's that's it. Uh-huh, winky, winky. Yep. Meanwhile, they're out at night when the full moon turns, eating children. <laughs> Good for them. Um, because these people, these French bear hunters yeah, or whatever, dicks. they're just running around and they're like, let's kill all the animals. I don't like killing animals. No. It makes me sad. It makes me sad, too. And look at how sad Mosby is. I know. He's devastated. <laughs> He's never going to recover. Um, the- this Francois guy is a piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck you, Francois. Yeah. <laughs> the wolf was stuffed and sent to Versailles, oh. where Antony was received as a hero, receiving a large sum of money as well as titles and awards. Yep. Bunch of dicks. Yeah, bunch of dicks. They're a bag of dicks. Um... How dare you? <laughs> so, um, they, so two months later, after this happened, the um, attacks started up again. <laughs> what did I just say? Yeah. Because it takes, everyone knows it takes two brief months to turn into a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> I love werewolf stories. Yeah. Because it's like the story of man, you know, the beast within him. <laughs> man I, and wolf. Wolf man, if you will. Wolf man, if you will. Um, so for another 18 months, months, something continued to stalk the village of Gévaudan with a reported a 30 to 35 fatalities wow. in that period. This people, why are this? Well, I guess you have to keep going out and mm-hmm. like dealing with your crops and whatnot. The king, believing the beast had already been slain, offered no help. (laughs) He's like, it's done. It's sitting in my bedroom. Au revoir. (laughs) I don't understand how my decoration is still killing people. (laughs) Abianto. Voila. Dummies. They just, it's. I don't know. I'd like to be in that part of France at any given time. It's covered in sunflower fields and wineries and lavender and France. And <laughs> France is covered in France. It's France covered in France. It's near Italy, so there's pizza and France. Tell us more about how much you love France. I love it. It's beautiful. So it smells good. <laughs> So with no assistance coming from the king anymore, he was done. Um, The locals took matters into their own hands. Um, That's a vigilante. Yeah, they took matters into their own pikes. Yes. Um, 
And they were like, no, we can fucking do this. Like, these other losers are not familiar with the landscape and had trouble communicating with locals. And they're like, don't worry, we got this. They're side losers. <clears throat> yeah. So um, the killing of the creature that eventually marked the official end of the attacks was by a local hunter named Jean Chastiel who shot it during a hunt organized by a local nobleman. On- shot it? Yeah. Shot it. With what? I don't know. Oh, yes, I do know. We'll get there. Oh! Ready Silver bullet won't slow you down? <laughs> so he shot it on June 19th, uh, 1767. Um, writers later introduced the idea that sh- uh they shot the creature with a blessed silver bullet of his own manufacture. Boom. And upon being opened, the animal's stomach was shown to contain human remains. Boom, boom, boom. He's a man eater. Okay. It's good. <laughs> you should take it on tour. Sl- I you love that professionally. It's just like werewolf town. <laughs> It's yeah. so it's a French werewolf. Yeah, but I they're like this. not saying werewolf. No, they don't want to say it. They don't want to say it because then it makes it real. <laughs> I'm in love don't. with a French wolf man. <laughs> a French wolf man. Yeah, wearing a beret. Sounds hot. Eating ha- a baguette. Eating a baguette. Or a leg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe the leg was stuffed in the baguette. Oh, mm. I don't know how to say leg in French, but I know how to say hat and that is chapeau nice <laughs> you're welcome this is my maybe French that's corner why maybe that's why i have a mosby hair in my mouth yeah maybe that's why he was ripping people's throats out so he could get their chapeaus yeah off. they would fall off their he heads. was like give me your fucking hats give me your <laughs> chapeau villagers lend me your hats voila i think maybe the Werewolf was actually the local hat maker, <gasps> and he was trying to eat their hats so that they would have to keep buying more hats. Charcuterie. Yeah. Hat gate. Voila. It's going well. Ouais. So that was the um, official end of the attacks. And now we're going to break in real quick to let y'all know what our secret word is secret when you hear the secret worms word worms <laughs> when you see the secret worm <laughs> run away because it's probably a shock worm yeah so if you would like to win an american unicorns water bottle and you're, that's winning yeah everyone wins then keep everyone you hydrated wins. yeah you know if you're running from a french werewolf yeah you need to be hydrated. Yeah, exactly. So um, the first person to um, either tweet or direct message me on our Twitter at amunicorns, um, our secret word nightbat, that is, please send us the word nightbat. First person to do that will uh, receive the water bottle, and I will contact you to get your information. Again, secret word, night bat. <laughs> not, not hawk. No. Or day bat. Longtime listeners will recognize <laughs> the term night bat was a term that uh, 
Hillary's husband Nick used to describe a hawk. Yeah. So again, finally, one more time. Night bat. Uh-huh. <laughs> Champion of the day bat. Uh-huh. And now we're back into Frenchtown. Uh-huh. We have a lot of like weird intermissions. I'm fine with that. So back to Jefosa. Oh, I wonder if you could get a silver pike made. Yeah. Ding. I know what I'm getting at the run fair this year. <laughs> that I has to that pike. <laughs> Yeah, it does exist. There's like so many weapons makers at the Renaissance Festival. Can you get like a pike made with like ornate like wolf <laughs> things on it? And you'd be like, this is for the memory of the Javudon werewolf. This Probably. His, but his honor. I don't know if I'm, Nick would let me spend that money. <laughs> I'm sure it could be done. But I just want a pike. I can go with that suit of armor in the loft. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And you always have a weapon ready. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't love a good pike? I don't. A monster. Yeah. I realized the other day that my house is not very kid friendly. I uh, have a lot of bayonets just like around and pikes and swords. Well, we need to get them off the ground. <laughs> You need some sort of racking or mount system. Yeah, if only I knew somebody who could mount things. Like a, a mount maker. maker. I don't... Hmm. Anyway. Yeah, I don't think those exist. That's not... Doesn't sound like a real job. Yeah, I think that's something anyone could just do. Sure. Like, it's not like you need a ton of experience. No. Like, you understanding just like... material culture, like, handling valuable things no you just decree it and it is i hath done decree this pike to be floating yeah. like magics exactly would you like to hear some of the theories <laughs> <laughs> wolfman <laughs> so um modern scholars believe that public hysteria at the time contributed to the widespread myths and legends that a supernatural beast Rome, Gévaudan. Um, but that the deaths were probably attributed to the work of a number of wolves or packs of wolves. Uh, do wolves, question, this is going to be hats. a zoo, zoology corner, a wildlife biologist corner. Uh, do wolves tend to attack humans? So, interestingly... Funny you would say that. I, it is funny. So a a um, research paper published in 2016 by mammalologists. Um, That's a new one. With the uh, National Geographic Society. Get some. Had some interesting points. One, from 1764 to 1767, there were only a few wolf attacks on humans in Gévaudan. Thank you very much. Um, the descriptions of several... Um, arbitrary selected and killed wolves were adapted so that they corresponded to the descriptions provided by the victims and the hunters of the beasts. Interesting. Three. The number, the numerous details about the size, appearance, behavior, and strength of the beast handed down by contemporary witnesses allowed one to identify the beast as a subadult male lion that had escaped from captivity. What? So that's what they kind of think it might have been. <laughs> Lions in France. But, like, 
like noblemen and kings and shit would like import all these crazy animals. Or how about my theory, which I just came up with? Okay. A crazy person, murderer, serial killer person, killed a wolf, wore its outfit. Yeah. And then you ripped people's throats out. <laughs> right? Yeah. Could be. And blamed it on the animals because serial killers existed then. We just didn't have TV mm-hmm. to, like, pass on the information. Um, so, yeah. People go back and forth about it. Um, most p- scholars believe, you know, because they're, they're not going to expand their mind to, like, a crazy man person. Right. Like Laura. They don't have Laura's mind. No. Um, Thank God. That the most likely explanation is that they, it had a serious wolf infestation. Um, People be blaming wolves. Yeah. And um, wolf attacks occurred throughout France during this period. Um, it is estimated that wolf attacks caused as many as 9,000 fatalities across the country between the end of the 16th century and the beginning of the 19th. But what? That's, but that's like... Third... 300 years? That seems like a high number, even for 300 years, because wolves generally do not behave that way. Yeah. You know, they're just like, eh, no, they're not going to attack people. Yeah. And what the H? Yeah. It's like there was, so what makes this series of attacks so memorable and stand out was their violence. Yeah. Um, the higher than a- and the higher than average fatalities. See, and wolves aren't about you know wolves are like trying to eat yeah for food. They're not gonna like be like I'm gonna rip your throat out because yeah. that seems like a vulnerable spot. And then peace, right? Pick a human might do that <laughs> because they're messed up. Yeah. Um, serial so, killer. Yes. Or werewolf. Um. So. If, if this was some kind of undiscovered cryptozoological creature um, or a wolf. I mean, this is if it's a creature, not if it's a werewolf. But um, it could be assumed that perhaps it was a mated pair um, or a small pack that had migrated hundreds of miles to reach France from some area where such creatures did have a history or they were secretly or inadvertently transported there by humans. Um the other alternative would be to presume that these creatures had been living secretly in France since ancient times without making a splash on local folklore. Um, But that doesn't really make... I mean, that's a long time to be undiscovered. I mean, so... But it could happen. It could happen. I mean, because that could be what what happened to Bigfoot, right? That they were living in caves or whatever. Um, It's also possible that it could have been a new bear species, a new big cat species, um, some sort of survival of a prehistoric European hyena or something even more exotic that could have been brought over, you know, for the king or a noble that got out. Um, There is, in fact, a type of animal that fits the core description exactly, but it's extinct. And it would, it's unlikely that it would have survived in Europe, but it could have. Um, this group of animal is called, um, cichlids. Yeah. I don't do prehistoric animals. Is it Latin? Um, perhaps. 
Um, but it's a presumably extinct group group of hoofed predators. Interestingly enough. I love hoofs. Um, the biggest one looked much like a hyena and was the size of a horse. Um, uh. Other reports describe it as, um, so it was kind of in the um, Armenia, Assyria area. Okay. And the Fertile Crescent. Yes. And um, they ha- were described in those areas around the year 800 and have been described as pig-like beasts that are vicious predators. But they, they have huge floppy ears instead of the beast's tiny round ears. But I think it's very interesting that a prehistoric creature fits that exactly. Yeah, that's interesting. So Also Wolfman. Or our classic werewolf. Classic werewolf. I mean, usually it's the most simple explanation. Correct. Or Which in this case is werewolf, which not is wolf. It, right. In this case, it's the yeah. wolf man. Yep. So that is the story of the beast of Gévaudan. Well, ouvrez la livres à la page 21. Did you enjoy our trip to France? Ouais. I thought you'd like that. Très bien. Yeah. Ouais. <laughs> so, voilà. Um, thanks for hanging with us today. Merci beaucoup. Are you done? Ouais. <laughs> I don't think she is. She doesn't have a I'm done face on right now. Fromage. Bonk. I just want <laughs> cheese now. <laughs> Ouvre la livre. Um, Où est la bibliothèque? I don't speak French. Ou, ou Something est... about libraries. Oui. That's because Spanish is biblioteca. Biblioteca. Um, awesome. Well, Sh- shout out to um, Provence. Shout out to Côte d'Azur. All my homies in Côte d'Azur. I'm sorry for mispronouncing everything. I'm sorry for not trying to pronounce anything. You're the best. <laughs> You're the best. Cheese. Mm, baguettes. Bread. Carbs. Mm. Cheese. Mm. Well, thanks for hanging out with us today. Um, don't forget to uh, send us our secret word so we can send you... Awesome. A secret water bottle. A secret water bottle. And uh, if you know any pike manufacturers, yes. please send us a tweet on yeah. what that would be. Yeah. If you are a pike manufacturer, yeah. please provide quotes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for hanging out with us today. If you enjoy us, please listen more and <laughs> review and rate. Five stars only. We don't want to hear the negative stuff. Yeah. I mean, I I guess. I don't know. I'm not really into self-improvement. I just want to talk into this thing. <laughs> um, well, thanks for hanging out, and keep it weird, people. <laughs>